Hello, this is Zaya Brookside and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio and this is the B Show. B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, live and pre-recorded ahead of time for your listening indulgence in the Diamond Studio with my co-host today, my B-Show colleague, my beekeeper, Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? You know, it's a uh, you know, it is it's another B-Show, you know. It's raining outside. Yep. yep. On and off and uh you know, usually when it's raining, um public transportation is just the best, you know. I don't want to talk about. It. I know like I had problems getting to here, but I just I just do not have the nerve to I mean not nerve, I just don't have the energy in me just to Muni's terrible. Okay, if you're listening outside of San Francisco, like you're gonna have, to, you're probably gonna use Muni once in your life. That's an experience that I feel like everybody should have at least once. Buses suck. Buses suck, and I hope they. they I hope suck. that garbage. I hope that garbage service burns to the ground. Anyway. Anyways, wrestling. this is the B Show. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're tuning in, whether it's on SoundCloud.com/slash/CityWrestlingRadio, which is our home where you can find all of our shows. Or, you know, the uh, other podcast delivery applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and many, many more. If you want to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio and all of our updates, including, I heard I heard someone talking about articles. Articles. Articles? Articles. <clears throat> articles. Someone said something about What's articles. That? Who said? Who, someone said city, a thing? Uh, about in, in the City Wrestling Radio office, I heard some, um, what was it, scuttlebutt? Is that, what, is that what you were saying? Sure, why is not? Is that your thing that the guy says? No, rumors and innuendo. Yeah, scuttlebutt. Um, that they, someone said articles. I was like, articles of clothing. Are they written articles? Maybe articles about indie re- perfe- indie wrestling events well, that happen what, in the so, local events. I mean, do you know the answer to this, or you just keep on speculating? I don't know. We'll know in the in the near future. Okay. But stay up to date at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I wasn't informed of this. Um, and and well, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know, Michael. Okay. All right, things can change. Plans can change. Everything can change. I don't know. There maybe there's someone in the higher up. Are there, are there higher ups here at City Wrestling Radio? Yeah, it's me. You know what? It was me all along. It, it's me. It's me, Corey. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, let's see. Anything else I got to say? No, that's it. It's, all right. That's, that's the B Show. This is the B guys. Show. We're here to talk about news, NXT, NXT UK. And uh, for the last time ever, well, not ever, we're going to, we're probably, this is probably the last time we get a little in depth with 205 Live or, you know, talk about it in general because you know honestly it's gotten to the point where we we review it every week and well it's just we generally just have the same opinions every week and we just struggle to ask ourselves why we watch this i always say yeah and i think you brought something up in my head one time where you said if you can't garner opinion about something why even talk about it and that's something you said i think off the air uh at one point when we were Sure. Something. That sounds like something I would say. So I was like, you know, that's a good point. And NXT, or I mean, 205 Live, it's just, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, if there's something, you know, we'll always talk about the main event, Cruiserweight Championship matches that happened. And if there's any title changes, of course, you know, there's we'll talk no about There's just no buzz it. around any of this. Like, and they're, they're getting, they're getting rid of the, they're getting rid of 205 Live. I'm just, you know what? We're just staying ahead of the curb. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing the stuff WWE is it was just gonna, not willing to do. This is going to happen eventually. So like, they're getting rid of. 205 Live. It's, dude, it's apparent. Okay. It's apparent with my first piece of news, and it's a conspiracy theory I have. All right, let's let's just go on with the news. What do you got to say, Corey? Unless there's something more important. No. Uh, the World's Collide Tournament, I was, we were talking about, um, 
you know, earlier in the week with WWE posting or registering a trademark for that's it. A, that, no, that's a really curious trademark because AAA, the world-renowned Mexican wrestling promotion, they had a they had a pay-per-view that's now known as legendary. It's called When Worlds Collide, but this is just Worlds Collide? This is just Worlds Collide. Mm. <clears throat> the Worlds Collide tournament will be taking place over Royal Rumble weekend. And it'll be involving 15 superstars. I don't know exactly how that'll work in a tournament base. Cause it's 15. I there's five. Like There's going to be three entities, right? Yes. NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. So five of each per. Right, but bracket-wise. Isn't like six, 16? So yeah, somebody will get a buy. Yeah. Um, but the World's Collide Tournament. The champions get a buy? No champions in this match because the winner of this tournament gets a shot at any of the three brands' titles that they, they choose. So it can someone from 205 Live can win it and go on to NXT and challenge for the NXT championship. So it's, Cedric it's, Alexander it's can all, win it and go to NXT. But it's all within the boundaries of those three entities. Exactly. You can't just challenge Brock Lesnar if you win. No, 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 no. But here's the thing here. And uh, Brian Alvarez brought it up <coughs> earlier today or yesterday. I don't know. One of those shows he did because uh, here we'll, I'll run down the names real quick. Uh, from NXT, we have Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic. It's right, Dijakovic. Dijakovic, sorry, Keith Lee and Otis Dozovich. That's a good. So if Keith, wait, Lee, wait a minute, Otis Dozovich. Yeah. Okay, so that means they're not going to call him up for a while. Then. So if Otis Dozovich or Keith Lee wins, they can challenge for the cruiserweight championship. Theoretically done. done. Uh, from NXT UK, Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. And from Two Hundred Five Live, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, TJP. Uh, I believe Cedric Alexander and a superstar to be named. So we'll see what happens. Interesting. What do you know when this is going to happen? Uh, during Royal Rumble access, like you know, there. Oh, so this doesn't mean shit. They'll get well. They'll get a title shot after at a show. Yeah. Well, you know. And it's a way, I think, to move someone like Cedric Alexander if they are turning down two hundred five live. Move honestly, to NXT. like as soon as you said Royal Rumble access, like there's this is just this is just a thing. Like it's I don't think there's that much importance to this. Rather than just a justification of adding another match to the I, show. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I I think it would be a good way to, like I said, get somebody into a different brand, like 205 Live failing. Yeah, but in terms of like significance of the, even have, from the overall product, like in the bigger picture of things. like this You could have Gulek go to NXT UK, too, which I think would be fun. Him over in the NXT UK brand. I, I mean... I, I'll see. I'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see what comes we'll, of it. We'll very much see. This could easily be like a throwaway thing. I'm just literally in a couple I'm, weeks. Yeah. It's Royal Rumble, so mm. and on to our next piece of news. Something that's probably a little bit more important than what I was talking about. Nah, I mean, you know, but what's news, more important news. than WWE? Who knows? Right? That might be like the most significant thing in the entire fucking wrestling world. Yeah, like six months down the line. No, but uh, AEW. You know, the, What's that? You know, the thing, the All Elite Wrestling. The, oh, this the, one? Yeah, the Cody Rhodes thing that they did in Jacksonville and all that other stuff. Well, um, Dave Meltzer, you know, the be-all, end-all funnel for uh, everything news, wrestling news. Is he going to be their PR person? No, dude. I feel like he's going to have nothing to do with that thing. I, honestly, I feel like... He just knows everything that's going on with them. Yeah, like his... I, I would imagine, like, most of the Elite are his sources, but then once AEW kind of just, you know becomes more of a thing his information will probably get a little bit more scattershot uh. you know who knows but uh he released like a ton of additional news about aew i got this from the squared circle reddit squared circle thread yeah i'm just gonna just straight up just plainly read out of it you do it like just here's the bullet points and then what the source of what dave Meltzer is actually saying yeah. about it so 
One point, they are negotiating with two major cable networks for a live weekly two-hour show. Any word on what networks are they? No, not yet. Um, but what Dave says is AEW opened, opened picking up sizable talent and there are very serious negotiations with two major cable stations for a weekly two hour live primetime television show. What's really interesting to me is two hours. Yeah. I mean, that's like, a, that's a good, good two, two hours is a good time. Cause I really, I honestly envisioned one hour, but I guess. No, no, no. They, they're, they're too big for that and they have more money or an hour and a half. Meet them halfway. An hour and a half. That was like, is very random amount of time. Yeah. Like it's a it's a length of a movie, I get it, but for a TV program, things are usually like, like an also hour, commercials, two hours, exactly. Yeah, commercials and all that other stuff. So um, um, another point: the Jacksonville show is expected to take place in July, and the third show is expected to take place in Chicago in September. Yeah, we've we've already kind of knew that. Yeah, uh, Tuesday little, night little. dynamite probably won't be a thing. Uh, while Tuesday Night Dynamite was trademarked, and that obviously meant Tuesday was the plan at the time, it is up to the station they sign in. No, they sign with, and right now Tuesday looks highly unlikely. But two really? hours of live prime time is still the plan with either deal. Really? So, I I mean, SmackDown right now is on Tuesday nights, and right now, exactly. think about it. By the time these these uh, co- uh, these TV plans become a little bit more concrete, so that leaves Tuesday nights open for but then, the grab yeah. for the grab of fans. Is what I mean, I'm according saying. to this, Tuesday nights is not apparently apparently not. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, where would you put? I, it looks like they might be going head to head. Monday that night. That can't. You really can't. I don't. I don't think that'd be a good. With with Monday Night Raw, if you're, the if numbers you're just been starting. Drawing, I don't think you. The numbers start. they've been drawing in WWE. I don't know, man. Like with the you mean the rating, dude? No, that's a. Th- think about it. Like even for the biggest company in the world, even the biggest wrestling company in the world with WWE, them failing to get Monday nights to get off the ground. What makes you think an AEW? Well, how well do you think an AEW is going to be doing? It, de- it really depends, but what because WWE is about as mainstream as you can get in terms of wrestling. You're gonna put it Friday night and head to head with SmackDown, or I mean, they could put it Wednesday. They could put it head to head with NXT. I mean, I think or Thursday put it head to head with Impact. Put it might as well just with, might as well just put a final nail on that coffin with oh god with uh go head to head with NBC's Thursday Night Laugh Factory. Yeah. Um, um, another and one final point I'll bring up: the Young Bucks turned a very unique turned down a very unique deal. Lucrative, uh, according to this, Paul Levesque worked hard at getting all four into WWE. Page was offered main roster money to work NXT, where he'd have been pushed as one of its top stars. The Bucks and Cody were offered strong deals. The Bucks' deal was for money, roughly the same as WWE champion AJ Styles, which would also included BTE being made a regular weekly show on the WWE <laughs> network. <laughs> And this is a very this is a very important part, uh, as well as oh Jesus Christ! Oh no! I can know I got a really bad text. Um, the WWE Network, as well as something I've never heard WWE concede on, which was a six month window where they could have left their three year contract if they wanted and weren't happy with their push. Oh, so but the first six months or something like that, right? Yeah, the six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. be prepared, like if I were, so they could have they probably thought well. like they're gonna push them for six months, for six months, and then they're gonna like yeah just. Do nothing with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I mean, now that they have everything's in their main roster money for Adam Page, but he's an NXT for the Hangman himself. Yeah. Can you then, like, if they're offering them this amount of like this amount of leeway, like God knows what that Kenny Omega deal was, and they they didn't disclose that yet. And we still don't know where Kenny Omega signing. There was this report. There was. This like I saw this one tweet. It's it's a bit insubstantiated, but I'll just believe it anyway, um, because I'm a journalist. Like allegedly, that. Uh, there was this tweet going out of a guy's Red Redbubble account getting copyright claims from AEW. 
okay. about a Golden Lover sticker that they oh. put. So well, That means Kota Ibushi would have to sign, uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. And Kota Ibushi just doesn't sign. <laughs> He doesn't know what's he doesn't doesn't know what it's reading. It's just in English. He's just he probably like, knows a little bit of English. Of course, no, of I, I would imagine a fair amount of Japanese people know English, dude. Like it's everywhere outside of this country. A fair, pretty much. Mo- mo- I'm get gonna ta- say everyone gets taught like three languages. Yeah, everything, every country but this. Oh well, no, there's like we speak English, learn inches and pounds. How many is that in freedom units? Exactly. Uh, of, uh, additionally, I'm of course, call pounds freedom units. Yeah. Can I get three freedom units of ground beef? Of course, WWE was fully aware of the con deal as this was going down, which was one of the reasons they went so hard in locking up talent of late. <sighs> the great offer with a six-month window was with knowledge that Khan was not doing the promotion without the Bucks and Cody, and signing them would keep them from being opposition. Without them, Khan would ha- wouldn't have the star power and stars of All In, meaning he'd likely not have openings to everything from every wait openings to everything from television to top talent that was necessary. Yeah, yeah no, he's got the ball rolling with these guys. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, they tried to get Aja Kong. Who? You don't know who Aja Kong is? No. It's a, a, a very, probably one of the most all Japan women wrestlers. Oh, Look no. her up. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll look her up. I remember uh, Awesome Kong. Was it Awesome Kong was her name? Or what was it? Karma? Yeah. In WWE? Yeah. Yeah, she was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked her. Too bad. Too bad she doesn't wrestle anymore. But yeah, AEW. That's uh, that's fun. That's exciting. I can't wait to... Jericho's deal signed with AEW for three years exclusive. Apparently he talked to Vince McMahon about signing with them beforehand, I heard. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so Vince knew all about Jericho signing. He didn't just show up to Jacksonville. So, I mean, they're doing everything the right way. They knew this was going to be something that they want to go for the long haul and not, you know, they're not trying to take first shots or anything like that. It's just they're trying to start a company and do it the right way. And uh, Dave says he can't co- fully confirm it, but the word is that Kenny Omega has since turned down his WWE offer. Hey, you know what? I haven't seen it. I haven't heard. I don't know. His, he's still signed to, to New Japan. He can't but say he's yes to He's contractually obligated, yeah. He can't say yes to anything, so he has to turn down every single deal until you know his, his contract is up. Whoa. Whoa. So Tony Khan will be the head of creative of AEW in the Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon role with a team that would include other workers – Working with him in that role, Brandy Rhodes will legit be chief brand officer. Yeah, like I thought that was just—I kind of thought that was just for show. But you know, the no. chief brandy officer. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, yeah, yeah, no. Tony Khan. Uh, he seems local indie wrestling no, fan. Tony Khan. So he has an interview up with um, X Pac's podcast. I heard about that. Yeah, X Podcast or the X Pac One Two Three Sixty podcast. That's a really good. I've never listened to it. So yeah, yeah. So um, that dude just comes off as a regular guy. Oh, Con? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, once yeah, you're yeah. kind of just, I feel like I said this when I was, I feel like I said this in the Smack It review, but like, whenever I hear Tony Khan talk, like, he's just, you're just so used to just <sighs> wrestling promoters <sighs> be this, these over the top workers. Yeah. Or you got just, Bischoff, or, Heyman, or, uh, McMahon. Yeah, like just being these larger than life people. Less, so lesser degree with Eric Bischoff. He was a bit of a braggart. Well, but, still, he's you yeah. know he's he's has a big uh, personality. He's a, yeah, he's very much a big huge ego. person. But then Tony Khan, he's just like Hi. he's just a I'm, regular guy. I'm Tony Khan. Hi. Like even in the world of real sports, like MMA, Dana White, he's just he's like you want to go to this comedy. He's a guy show? that's just rah. But then Tony Khan, like yeah, no, we're gonna do this wrestling company. Uh, he's like you want to get some Korean barbecue? I'm gonna go down the street and get some food. You want to yeah. come with me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go after APW. Is that cool? Right on. Cool. Yeah, no, he seems like a he seems like a cool guy, and he's getting his shit done. So, good on the Con family. They're doing something that's really 
quote unquote changing the world, you know. Who knows? What if professional this is wrestling, what if everything about this is fucked and it'll be dead and on arrival for about three years? Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Yet Very exciting it. times. Very exciting. Cut to like twenty years from now, the Bucks are like living in a shed in the middle of the woods. Oh man. Yeah, man, it messed everything up. Yeah. Um, right, let... did you hear about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. What's up with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Well apparently, uh so we'll just speak sequentially on this. Uh, there was an interview circulating around by the Independent One.co.uk, which is a very—it's pretty much British tabloid. Hey, Roy, hey, the Rock. We spoke to him. Yeah, it was—it's pre- pretty much British tabloid. Talking about the Page movie. They gave—they gave him an interview, which I'll just read it out of here. Hey, Rock, how are you? Dwayne the Rock Johnson has criticized the Snowflake Generation. For I, I thought you were going to do the Rock's voice. No, no, it's okay. For looking for reasons to be offended while praising the current climate for allowing people to be who they want to be. The 46-year-old actor said a certain sector of society are actually putting us backward. He added, we thankfully now live in a world that has progressed over the last 30 or 40 years. People who can be who they want to be, be with who they want, and live how they want. That can, that can only be a good thing, but a Generation Snowflake or whatever you want to call them are actually putting us backwards. Now... What everything I just said, according to The Rock, was completely untrue. Okay. According to his Instagram account, uh, he spent a minute-long video pretty much saying, this "Hey interview- guys, this is The Rock. I'm here at Miami house. I mean, pretty much. He's like my 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 shirt. His wife. Like he was wearing white. his wife beater and just like just looking all really fit. Or he and he pretty much just contradicted everything he said. What I just said." Wait, so he says he doesn't like people being... No, he, he... Well, everything he said was false. Everything he yeah, said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For everything according to independent.com. He's like, no, I love everyone. It's cool. No, he, yeah, he, no. He said he doesn't label people. He's like, he was just pretty much just saying that was all bullshit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Independent. Man, you're you're not that trustworthy after all. I mean, they never were. Listen to... You know what you guys should do for all your wrestling news? Stay up to date. City Wrestling Radio. SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. You think I didn't... You think I, like, I like more or less, like... Did not help the Rock's cause by saying that 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 quote. <laughs> no, you he you spoke it out fully, and you told him that he came out and you know denied it. Yeah. You can't hide. You can't hide what happened. You know. Yeah, but then what if I said like someone just turned it off right after that? No, <gasps> like what if I said uh, Corey David Smith stole seven T-shirts off the WWE merch stand? Yeah, and then like seven seconds later. This is not true. It's not true that Corey stole seven sh- shirts off What's the that? WWE merch stand. Yeah, they turned it off. They turned yeah. it like right after the free. Oh, Corey stole seven shirts. Click. Not listening to that guy. Yeah. So like if you say it enough times, if you say Corey David Smith stole seven shirts shirts off the WWE merch stand. Was quoted. By yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. as soon as I was in the middle of reading that, I was like, oh, wait, I, I can no, tell. this I is can not tell real. You. No, but it's not real. But yeah, it happened. And Rock, Rock denied it. You know, yeah, false he, claims were yeah, made. It's and, also not real. Just like the fact that Corey David Smith stole seven shirts off the WWE merch stand. You know something else that is real? That you stole seven shirts off the WWE merch stand? No, that's actually not true. <laughs> okay. Um, but <coughs> Lars Sullivan is real. Oh, yeah. No, I I mean, I've never seen him in person, but I have a good authority that... I think I did. I don't, yeah, I think he was there one time. But anyways, yeah, he's real, and uh, he's going through some stuff, apparently. You know, he's... Uh, you know, the past couple of weeks, there's been some um, rumors about Lars Sullivan and past uh, message boards, um, you know, posts he's made there getting his uh, S- or screen name banned and everything from all these different, like, bodybuilding websites. Um, uh, to elaborate, bodybuilding.com forum. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Bodybuilding.com forums, the uh, the utmost uh, 
a prestigious website for bodybuilding.com. I mean, listen, man. People want to get in shape. They want to be. They want to talk about their jackness. No, they want to talk about how they could achieve such jackness. Yeah. And uh, see if if what what doesn't and what does work for them. If you're looking about looking for old WWE toys from Jack Specific, somehow you end up on the website. Yeah. I guess. Acquiring minds want to know, Corey. Lars Sullivan, you know, and see, he's still being pushed after uh, after all this, after the things he said, apparently, you know, allegedly about Vince or it's about Stephanie McMahon saying, you know, quote, I mean, unquote, pretty much just have the observer right here. What the one where he said he tapped that? To oh, Stephanie no, I'm talking about old ones. Oh, OK. And uh, so this week uh, he is uh, apparently something happened Monday night where he was a, he was supposed to wrestle during a dark match. Dark main event. And according to the wrestling observer, Lars Sullivan appeared at the arena. No, not uh, main event. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Ahead uh, of this week's uh, Monday Night Raw, and was scheduled to be a part of a dark match for the company. This was until reportedly suffered an anxiety attack after speaking to officials and was able to leave <coughs> the building. He was then scheduled to be a part of SmackDown Live in Jacksonville, Florida, the following night, but then he never appeared. Instead, flew home to Colorado. Um, then there was not. There's not a whole much details else surrounding what's going on, but apparently, according to W or to Meltzer, WWE's taking mental illness a, bit, a little bit more seriously than they were before, especially with the whole Maranello thing. Exactly. Um, um, it's you know, mental health it will, can bring down even the biggest of giants. You know, unless you don't take that, you you're yeah. But it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I feel bad for Lars. How he has goes through anxiety. He's got a lot of stuff he's got to work on, though. Yeah. Well, but anyways, he, it's he, a good thing you brought up those bodybuilding forum posts because do you want me to do you want me to read what he. Let's say one Dylan Miley said, uh, "What? How long ago was this?" Who's Dylan uh, Miley? Six years ago. Who's Dylan Miley? That's his real name. Uh, Lars really? Sullivan. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, he's and I quote: "El Perfecto, registered winner, joint date April 2011, location Denver, Colorado, age 31." LOL at uh, quote unquote anxiety attack, attacks in a grown man. It's called a mental disorder, and it's stop and it's called stop being a bitch who likes to feel sorry for yourself. Be a man. Don't be scared. Get get the, get out there and live your life. He's got a lot of things to work out. Yeah, uh, Sullivan. <laughs> I got this from the Rover Twitter account, which he is. Let's see who is Rover.co.uk. He's a uh, he's. You guys know who Rover is. He's. I'm looking at his Twitter account. IWC community leader, business strategist. This Twitter account in line with the best practice. Read about in blogs and touted about in touts. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, he dig this up, not you know. And, um, don't kill. Don't shoot the messenger. Well, Michael, I that's just really unfortunate. You say all these horrible things about him. I mean, they're probably unsure. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I can't believe you said all these horrible things about him. That could be true or not. We don't know. But. Yeah, horrible things like Corey David Smith stole seven shirts in the WWE merch stand. But it's not true. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Lars Sullivan, I, I hope you get all the help you need, brother, um, in, in all forms, in all in all sense of that. Just get some help. Learn how to not post stupid shit. And um, I mean, it was a long time ago. I mean, I'm not going to give him the benefit. That's no excuse yeah, maybe at he all. did learn. But you know what it was? I, honestly, he saw Stephanie McMahon backstage. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I said that shit about her online. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. He left. Hey, you know what? I suffer from anxiety, too. I can say these things. Oh, that's fine. Let's move on. Our last piece of news. Um, probably our last piece of news for the week. Uh, Ever. N- no. No more news. NXT TakeOver uh, Blackpool. The first NXT TakeOver is happening. Uh, or NXT TakeOver for the UK is happening this weekend. It's 11 a.m. for us in the Pacific time. Can to- you imagine waking up at 11 a.m.? Never mind. 11 is actually a good time. You get some some stuff done. You have some breakfast. Come back after yeah. like a mimosa, and watch some NXT UK takeover. Um, five matches on the card. Let's just go down the card real quick. 
Uh, we have uh, our first match is a singles match: Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. Uh, we also have after that should that, be a good one, actually. Dave, Matt, yeah, it's gonna be really good. Something about Travis Banks though bugs me. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis. I so hope Eddie Dennis gets his booty kicked. Um, Mustache Mountain versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. That's their name. I didn't know that. Zach Gibson and James Drake. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the championship. And Pete Dunne versus Joe Coffey for the NXT UK championship. And I'm sorry, that tag match is for the NXT UK tag team championships as well. You think Coffey's going to take the title? Uh, 600 days is a long time. Might as well keep I do. going. I do. He would look good with the title, too. He looks good, man. He's a big, big guy. Or the bun. Man bun. His man bun. He should grow it out and pull um, a he hive. Is Tony Storm winning? Tony Storm. No. No. Ri- you uh, think Ri- so? Ripley's keeping that title. You think they're going to. Oh, actually, you know what? No. You think, no. You think they're going to do a long term storyline where Tegan Knox, uh, you know, God willing, she, uh, you know, God willing, she doesn't get, you know, injured again, uh, or her rehab goes south or something. But you think they're going to build a, like a. Long-term storyline with Ray Ripley and Tegan Knox for they the title. Could. I that just, would be an amazing. What I, what I thought about though for a second, I like so think, many stars would have to align for that to happen. I do think Tony Storm's going to win that though on mm-hmm. Sunday or Saturday. Sorry, um, because there's a couple things involved. Uh, one being that she's Tony Storm. She's Tony Storm. Uh, second being that there is going to be a number one contendership match between like Ginny and Ginny and someone else. I can't remember who it is. Well, I'll, it's in the show, and I'll talk about more later. But um, I think they're setting up Ginny to be the number one contender after this. So, I mean, what you need Rhea Ripley versus Ginny, the fashionista. She's actually probably a Maxinista. Shops at uh, TJ Maxx. I don't know. What's they call it? Maxinista. You never seen the commercial? No. They call Maxinista. People shop at TJ Maxx. Yeah, and that, I feel like I'm in a TJ Maxx commercial right now after what you just said. Anyway. Steal seven shirts off that shop, too. Corey. You know what? Maybe I'll do 14 from there because it's so cheap. Okay. It's, I just want I steal for value, not for the amount of stuff. You know, that's true. Anyways, let's get let's get into our reviews. Okay. Any, do you have any more news or no? No. No. Okay. Let's get into our reviews for the week. Let's start off with uh, NXT UK. Uh, our number one, Jamie Ahmed and Dan Maloney versus Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. Uh, apparently, um, Jamie Ahmed is known as Screwface. You know that Screwface. <laughs> Screw face, because everyone else has passed him up in the British scene, and he's got a screw-looking face. That's what Nigel McGinn said. Screw face. Uh, Williams and Ahmed start the match. Okay, uh, I'll say this. It probably sounded better with a British accent. No, it probably makes so much more sense over there. Screw face. No, it doesn't. Screw face over there. Jordan gets beat down by both Ahmed Ahmed and Maloney, um, but is able to... Get the warm tag, I would say, to Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams hits a good-looking pump kick on the edge of the ring. Uh, Casadora slam to Ahmed. Tag to Jordan. Uh, Swan time Bombay drop to Ahmed. Amir Jordan pins Jamie Ahmed. Uh, I really like Jamie Ahmed and Kenny Williams. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, um, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. They're both really great. Amir Jordan has a lot of energy in him. He dances around all the place. And ah, Kenny that's Williams, the thing. I, he, if I were a wrestler, I'd avoid dancing as much as possible. The only thing, though, is Kenny Williams has that time splitter gimmick. And with the vest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Did that little kid come out also no, with no, the no, no, creepy-ass no. face of him? Okay. No. But they're going to need to change that once Kushida. Do you think they're going to change Kushida's... Um, Kushida's going to be in... Uh, NXT. I think he's going to be in NXT. Yeah, he's going to NXT. Do you think he's going to come out as a time splitter, though? No. Still? Completely I don't new think game. he should. He's just like, they're going to give him some like Japanese samurai gimmick. 
they probably Vince would on the main roster. Be like, I think he'll. Keep, We're gonna bring I, back I think, Tensai. I think he'll keep the tights and shorts. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he'll come out. Maybe we'll see. Look. I want. I. The precedent has been set for Japanese talent in WWE so far. Yeah, right. I'll say that. Like yeah. I feel like the absolute best treatment would you can expect out of a Japanese talent is I think Oscar Naka- is the ceiling oh. at this point. Yeah, yeah, you're, no, you're Shisuke right. Nakamura. No, you're right. You're right. You're there's right. a lot more to be done with that guy. Um, you're right. But then Oscar. I don't think I don't think it's as much as the push's fault. They just need to let her speak Japanese, man. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Shinsuke Nakamura. No, I know. But I think it's more on Shinsuke himself because mm-hmm. he has pl- he had plenty of platforms to he's really. Like, Dude, I just want to go eat donuts and surf. Yeah, because I think he's at that point of his career. I mean, how old is he? Like 38, 35? So old. Yeah, he's he's among the older gents. So I really I'm do kidding. think the for but for somebody like Kushida, um, I'll see. We'll see how it goes. Honestly, I I wish him the best, but you know, with a Deo Tommy yeah, and a I welcome I welcome him with open arms to the B show. Unless he goes to two hundred five live, then I'm gonna be really bummed because then we can't talk. That's about That's a very big possibility too. There's enough time, dude. Yeah. Like he's probably gonna be like he'll probably show up like second week of February with no build up. Two hundred five live is gonna get canceled. Don't worry. What if he showed? No, I don't. No, think okay. He here's here's the thing. He's not gonna show up in the NXT Takeover. Once SmackDown gets moved to Fridays, when <laughs> are they gonna film two hundred five live? It's gonna be on Saturdays now, or it's gonna be on Friday. I, That's I, what I'm saying. It's yeah. getting canceled. Who do you think is going to be? I know this is a bit of a diver, diversion. Who's going where? Who do you think is going to be in the NXT, NXT Takeover first row? Oh, in Blackpool, you mean? Y- yeah, honestly, yeah, Blackpool. You think Valter is going to appear? Oh yeah, he could. Yeah, that would be a good challenger for Pete Dunne after this too, if he keeps the title. No, Joe Coffey versus Pete uh, Walter. Oh my God, that's just too too giant, giant man. Speaking of Joe Coffey, out comes Gallus Wolfgang. He's He's very angry, and he wants to fight the crowd. Arr! He really is. You know, Mark Coffey's holding them back. Uh, the crowd chants, no one likes you. Um, next week, a.k.a. NXT UK Hour number 2, we'll see uh, Gallus versus British Strong Style in a six-man tag match. So that'll be fun. Joe Coffey just goes out there and says, this is Gallus's kingdom, and I'm going to be the next NXT UK champion, the Iron King, Joe Coffey. That sounded a lot better when I wrote it down. After this, we have an NXT UK Women's Championship contract signing. And I actually thought this one was pretty interesting. It was Tony Storm and uh, Rhea Ripley, and it was like a press conference backstage, like where people were asking questions. They were at a table. How many people were in the stage? Well, it was uh, Sid Scala, Johnny Saint. No, okay, not the stage, but then like the. Oh, I didn't, we didn't see the crowd. Okay, but I, you know, probably like three. Yeah. Um, but I do like that. It's a good start. They should do more of that. Um, more of these press conferences it makes it seem a little bit more authentic, more sports like. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. Tony Storm wearing a very beautiful um, faux leopard skin uh, fur jacket. It Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. She was just chilling in it. I was like, you go, girl. And it was awesome. Uh, Ripley sitting back with her feet on the table because she doesn't care, right? Uh, she's annoyed when someone asks her, she says, how will you defeat Tony Storm this Saturday? She's like, you want me to tell you? Dude, Tony Storm sitting right there. I'm not going to tell you before the match. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty smart. Um, after this, a reporter says to Tony Storm, you lost the match against Ripley the fir- last two times you met. What has changed between now and then? And she says, quote, you know, when bad things happen to people, people change. They become a little bit more dangerous than they were before. When I lost, I got kicked in the back of the head and I lost feeling in my legs. But that was the hard and it was awful. But things change. People change. And I really thought that was just her kind of speaking to her whole character and just saying 
the you know the horrible shit that she's gone through recently. Just saying, like people kind of talk. Think, you think that was taped? You think like she made that speech and then that stuff happened? Like you think? Well, this was... could have been taped any time. Yeah, I don't know when. Tony time. Yeah, it was filmed on Tony time. Yeah, but all the best to Tony fucking Storm. She's awesome. I love her. Anyways, let's move on. Um, to, to, to where was I? Oh, then after she said that, Rhea Ripley just replies, "Yeah, you still didn't beat me." It's true. That's when Tony Storm says, "I've I've beat some of the top legends of this business." What does this little joker have? Whereas Ripley Ripley replies, you still didn't beat me. It's true. It's very true. And I thought it was a really good uh, uh, rebuttal. Ripley then becomes irritated when the reporter asks, how do you respond to the fans when you're a Tony Storm copycat? And she just, you know, not a copycat. On what planet? I, I don't know. Maybe she, they both Are were, they just both blonde? They were hats. From the... They were uh, hats. Okay. I guess uh, Johnny Saint. They get in each other's face, and then Johnny says, "All right, all right, calm, calm down, oh, come on now, ladies." Ladies. Uh, next up is the Laguero video package. Well, first off, I'd want to say about Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley. I think it's gonna be the match of the night for NXT Blackpool. It's a very big. That's a very big like assumption. That's a very big assumption. It is, but I mean, you know, the tag match can be really good. Um, I'm. I don't They're know. Both how... relatively green in their respects. Tony Storm. Still, I, I still think so. Mm, we'll see. I mean, Ray Ripley has improved a lot over the past like year or two. All right, yeah. But um, they she's have, awesome. They, they she's have a, a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, I'll say that. Hopefully, they've been practicing, and and I think after I wonder if after this show, are we going to get regular one hour a week? Because this is going to be live. This is our first live NXT UK show since um, the tournament or the yeah since the tournaments. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I still, I still think after this takeover, they should just do one hour. But I do too. Yeah, and I think they will. I think they've been planning it to do one hour, but they just effed up somehow, some way. I don't know. Or maybe because they signed every British pro wrestler under the goddamn sun. They're like, yeah, we don't need to do it anymore. Then we need two hours to fill to justify this roster. But that's yeah. also that's also yeah. what I, I don't think know. is going on. I don't know. Next up, Legero video package. Legero says. Uh, He's not just some shiny new toy. And if Joseph Connors, because, you know, Joseph Connors, he's doing the... He's not a shiny new toy. He's doing the Cash Sono gimmick, um, saying all these shiny new toys are coming in here. Uh, he says he's not a shiny new toy, and he wants to take uh, challenge him for a show, uh, match next week. Uh, up next, Michael, I'm sorry. We're going to go back and forth, me and you. We're up against each other right here, buddy. Because next we have Isla Dawn versus Zaya Brookside. <gasps> I know. Isla Dawn, still not wearing white. Still don't Shut care. Shut up, Corey. No, she needs to wear some sort of white. Okay. She's the white witch. I'm sorry. Uh, Zaya Brookside, just incredible. She's just so amazing. Just everything about her. She's just. Use her for the bumper already. Damn. She, <laughs> uh, Brookside extends a handshake to start the match where Dawn accepts. Head scissors takedown to Isla. Brookside reverses a straight jacket into another straight jacket of her own. But I will be honest, they did do a goddamn straight jacket for two minutes. That's Zaya Brookside. For two minutes, dude. Yeah, well. and it, no, it was like the slowest match. Uh, Zaya Brookside then uh, was on the shoulders of Isla Dawn and goes for a victory roll. But then it looked like, okay, to me, what it looked like was Isla Dawn kind of botched it and then rolled Zaya up in a different way. But it just looked really weird, and Isla Dawn wins. I don't know. Wait, really? Yeah. I honestly thought, like, reading that, like... I honestly like if we're seeing that matchup like on paper. I thought I, this was a sure thing for Zaya Brookside. Dude, but nope. I, I am Dawn. not a fan wow. of Isla Dawn at all, and I'm not. I, you know who whole... she reminds me of? Who? I think I said this several times. Um, you ever watch The Punisher? Yeah. Have you ever watched yeah, Daredevil? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you ever like the Karen, Karen Page? Karen, yeah. Yeah, she looks like Karen. 
But it's just I, Isla Dawn is not good in the ring, dude. I, I know I rip on her in the whole. No, she's not wearing white. No, that's that's great. a joke. Never mind. Um, but you know, you know, she, she's just not good. You're in the not ring. a fan. She's very that's, green in the ring. Very. That's okay. I'm, okay. She's got some work to do. Zaya Brookside is incredible. I've seen her wrestle live many times. So every she's the greatest seen, wrestler ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Zaya Brookside. Kenny Omega. I mean, you just make fuck just off. make a YouTube video where I just say that over and over again, and then we'll send it to her, and it's not creepy at all. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, apparently, after this 19, match, nineteen, right? What? Nineteen. She, yeah, she's Zaya young. Brookside. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen twenty now. Nineteen twenties. She was born in the nineteen twenties. Born in the nineteen twenties. Zaya Brookside, oldest wrestler alive. Um, next up, apparently after the commercial break, Ginny attacks Isla Dawn after the match. Oh, no. Ginny. Yeah, so they're setting up Ginny to be the number one contender. We're going to have a number one contendership match in the coming weeks. Ginny versus Isla Dawn, probably. Because Isla Dawn is not going to get another shot at that title. And if she does, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. One week later. I can't believe Isla Dawn is getting the number one contender. Still not wearing white. Still don't care. Uh, after this, we have Damian Ware. You know Damian Ware? Neither no. do I. Uh, versus his buddy of the show, Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin beats down on Ware for most of the match. Uh, does, gets a little cocky, though, and Ware gets to fight back a little bit. Standing mood salt to Ware. Uh, shoulder backbreaker to Ware. Insiguri to Devlin. The end of the match. Um, uh, pretty much over the rope cutter to Ware by Jordan Devlin. And then the Ireland's call for the pin and the win. After the match, Travis Banks hits the ring. And... Uh, you know, because he wants to, he wants to get that Jordan Devlin. He's talk, talking smack, so he's he's making fun of him as a countryman. You know, last week that's what happened. I know we didn't have a show last week, so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what happened. He scared him away. After this, our NXT Tag Team Tournament semifinal match. I love how they call these semifinal matches when there was no matches to sport. Man, it's the world of sport. No, yeah. that's another promotion. Uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus James Drake and Zach Gibson. If you were paying attention to the beginning of the show, you know how this ends up. Uh, but it was pretty, actually, a really, really, really good match. Back and forth, Gibson and Drake quickly take out both men. Uh, quick tags back and forth between the two heels. The heels isolating Mark Andrews. Hot tag to Webster. A uh, double moonsault takedown to the heels by Webster. And then uh, we have a double underhook sit-down slam to James Drake by Flash Morgan Webster. Did you have to look that up, or did they say say that for you? I, I'm not questioning they said, your knowledge they said, of wrestling they moves, said du- They said double hook, and I just went for the rest. Okay. Um, uh, but, dude, Webster's one of those guys, when he comes out to the ramp, I'm like, ugh. And then when he gets in the ring, I'm like, ooh. Like it's just, it's I. A, it's a it's a very he, nice feeling. Corey. His, his gimmick kind of annoys me, but he's a fantastic wrestler. <coughs> I just want to chant Austin Powers at him the entire time. Yeah, I bet you. Like out of everything, like if they're shown, if, if, like if Vince somehow just sees the NXT UK <laughs> talent, he'll get a lot more out of Flash Morgan Webster than he would out of Tyler Bate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Andrews then hits a hurricane round of Drames into Gibson. Uh, Helter Skelter to Andrews on the ramp. Assisted ticket to ride to Webster and Gibson gets the pin in the win. They go after Mustache Mountain NXT so, UK what do you, takeover. How, how do you Blackpool. think the UK audience responds to a gimmick like Flash Morgan Webster? Webster, that's a you know that's a good question. Like, for? do you think that's like a stu- like a super fucking like it's it's super like on the no- it's pretty much like if it's like a cowboy gimmick here. Yeah, honestly, and like. He just comes off like as like this to- like like the super touristy type. He's one person. step away from coming out in a cat in a hat hat with like the British flags on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like remember Joey? And- or- Did you watch Friends? 
No. Okay. But he like he he's like he kind of just comes Jimmy off Hart. as like a royal guard guard of, of a Westminster Abbey. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, like it's just like here, England guys, look. <laughs> oh, I am Flash Morgan Webster. I have so, a motorcycle helmet, but no scooter. So once you have tapings like primarily in the within the UK market. How well do you think that market responds to a Flash Morgan Webster? Like, of course, he's like he's not like NXT UK Championship material. As uh, I mean, it's not like it's not. He's super, given. It's not super, of, um, like uh, insensitive or anything. It, no, it's not. But then it's just like, do you think that's just something the market just wants out of a out of somebody like a Flash Morgan Webster? Who knows? That's a good yeah. question for uh, Chris Cage. Yeah. The H or the AWA now? They're what they're called. Affiliated Wrestling Association. Let's ask him. Well, he wants to be back on the show. We got to get him back on the show soon. All right, cool. Um, let's move on to our next hour number two of NXT UK. Jo- uh, Legero versus Joseph Connors. Um, Joseph Connor goes right after Legero to start the match. Uh, Connors pushes Legero to the ring post. Legero hits a slight spread, uh, but Connors reverses. Um, then Legero hits a springboard around the world DDT to Connors for the pin and the win. Um, I felt like this match started out really fast, but dragged on way too long, and there was too much like drawing the match out. Yeah, they could have finished up way early, especially with a match that started out this fast. They could have ended it really quick. That's my opinion. After this, we have oh, a buddy of the show, you know our our friend of the show at the NXT. Who isn't a friend of CWR? Actually, I know who. It's Baron Corbin. It's Baron Corbin. Yeah, a friend of the show, Radsey. I, I want him to be a friend of the show now. Uh, backstage with Gibson and Drake. Turning a new leaf on this Radsy fella, huh? You know what? He's I'm warming up to him. They deserve the tag team championships, they say, and apparently <coughs> Gibson, he's going to go on Facebook Live this weekend for an early celebration, so apparently look out for that. I, I want to see just Gibson all around Blackpool, like, Oi, let's get a pint before we win, you know. I'm Gibson. I leave my shoes on. I burned a cup call. Next up, we have Tyson Tebow with Saxon Huxley in his corner versus Travis Banks. Uh, multiple strikes and kicks back and forth, double gut stomp to T-Bone, but then out comes Jordan Devlin in full Travis Banks gear. What? Yeah, he just did it to kind of mock him on the ramp. Um, Travis Banks gets a little distracted, uh, but hits a shining wizard and a slice of heaven to Tyson T-Bone. Banks gets the pin and the win after the after the match. Devlin runs down, of course, attacks uh, Travis Banks until he fights him off. So like I said... Devlin versus Banks announced for NXT TakeOver Blackpool. After this, we have our main event for the night, or at least for the week. Gallus versus British Strong Style. I was a little bit more... Wait, in- this is the main event for Hour 2? Yes. Man. Gallus versus British Strong Style for the oh. go-home show for NXT TakeOver. Huh. What? Seems like you really steamrolled through Hour 2. I did. Well, yeah. I mean, like, really, like, what... I, I'm really not it's really like, just supplemental. You're just looking at the big picture. Yeah, I want to give my, my thoughts and my opinions of the match and not so much... You know, the you know I feel like... Never mind. Keep we all have our ways of yeah. doing things, you know. Gallus versus British Strong Style. Uh, Bate and Joe start the match. This was literally a 30-minute match, so I can't go... I'm not going to go through the entire match, or at least all my notes. Uh, but it was actually really good uh, between the three. What's up? Nothing. Okay. It's completely unrelated. Oh. I was going to say, man, don't laugh at me. Uh, match uh, starts out slow, but uh, twice when the ref had to separate the two, uh, teams coming face-to-face, it was... They could have just taken that spot out. At least once. Uh, Wolfgang hit Mark Coffey by mistake. Coming off of a moonsault. Superplexed to Mark Coffey by Trent Seven. Uh, a really funny sequence, though. This is my favorite part of the match. Where uh, Pete Dunne um, had Wolfgang in a uh, in a submission. Kind of a leg bar of sorts. Um, that's when uh, he reaches over and tags um, t- 
tags Mark Coffey while he's in the submission. Mark Coffey tries to jump down and gets put in a triangle by Pete Dunne. <coughs> so Pete Dunne has Mark Coffey in a triangle. Then Wolfgang tags back in and tries to jump in and break up the hold, but gets put in a leg bar. Or an arm bar, I'm sorry. So it was just a, like a tag in, put yeah. in submission, tag out. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Good show. Good show. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Joe Coffey goes for a lariat twice uh, to Bait, but then when Bait goes for his bouncing off the rope clothesline, he gets hit with the lariat. It's a springboard clothesline. Yeah, it's bouncing off the little little London jumping bean. Okay. A little bouncy. He's just he's a tiny little buff guy. He's a little strong boy. He really is. He's not a big strong. He's like a little strong man. Yeah. He's like 1920s. No, I believe like, you. Like skinny strong man. He's it's got like like one of those so much of, energy. Out of shape, in shape dudes. He's got so much freaking energy. Yeah. You see him wrestling, Jesus Christ. But that was NXT UK. NXT my, UK. My whole hour of talking about go it. Go home show for the NXT takeover. Good Black show. Pool. Good show. Now. Man, can you imagine if Wade Barrett was still with the company? He's probably have some bad news for you. I mean, he does World of Isn't he like the general manager of World of Sport? I thought Defiant. Defiant? Yeah. He probably just doesn't want to doesn't want anything to do with. Oh no! Clearly, he wants go something to, a- to do with. Maybe he'll wrestling. go to AEW. I don't know. We'll see. He'd be a pretty good get. Yeah, honestly. Ring announcer. Maybe and maybe even like wrestler. Maybe who knows? Nah, I wasn't a fan of Barrett as a wrestler. Yeah, just kind of boring. Like when he was on his when he had his main event push, this was when I was super not into wrestling. Yeah, but even then, I heard stuff about Wade Barrett. Yeah, like thinking like this seems like. Were you watching at the time? Oh yeah, I mean, I watched on and off at the time. So yeah, so I would like, watch like recaps and stuff. Yeah, so when I heard like fast forward, the fact that I heard buzz surrounding this Wade Barrett person as somebody who was like as far away as you can be with WWE at that time, like, huh, they might actually do something with him. But now, no, yeah. no, no. John yeah. Cena. Yeah, John Cena. He didn't. And John Cena happened. He didn't see him. Yep. And speaking of things we didn't see, two hundred five live. Our last I time, for our last time, or at least for now. Or at least, you know, if something really cool happens. Until we start getting paid to do this, and we, you know what I mean? Really, that is the one thousand, like, the factor, actually, to me. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to go through with that. We're not going to talk about that. 205 Live, January 9th, 2019. Nine days have, has passed. We're at the ninth day. We're at the tenth day. Oh, of Okerlund? No. Of what? Wait, Okerlund passed the first? No, what are you talking about? The 10th Just day of what? General in 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the 11th day. It's the 11th. It's the 11th day yeah. at the 11th hour and the 11th. Yeah. It's actually the 5th hour of the 21st minute. Mm. We got Drake, Drake Maverick narrating why you should care about this show. He runs down <laughs> what's, what's going to happen in this episode, which I will do for you. We got Tony Nese versus Noam Dar. Dar does the butterfly spin into a black side backslide pin attempt. Nonetheless, Nice had the match won at some point, but Dar catches him with a surprise pin for the win. We got Brian Kendrick reading a letter on behalf of Akira Tozawa, complete with Haas. You know, the thing he does. Ha, ha, yeah, ha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, uh, ha. We got Gulak talking to Drake Maverick, um, handing him a binder of hires, which Drake Maverick immediately just drops on the floor. Mm. Uh, we got Mike, Mike and Maria Canellis with Maria cutting a pretty good promo. I forgot what it, I forgot exactly what she said, but like really showing her chops as a speaker. And she also mentions that she's been with that company. She's been within the wrestling business for 15 years. Yeah, makes sense. I remember I mean, her as a ring announcer. What she's was, always really good on the, on, on the mic. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, she was. She didn't like start great, but then considering like this promo that she cut onto Andre Maverick and this yeah. week's Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah. Like you could tell this lady learned stuff. 
And then main event, Cedric Alexander versus Hideo Tommy. Tommy chopped, Cedric yelled. There were flips, there were jumps, there were forearm strikes, there were near pinfalls. It was actually a very long match. Uh, and then, here's and here's a moment that I feel like encapsulates 205 Live in a nutshell. Yeah. A fucking falcon arrow onto the goddamn floor, and the audience <laughs> is silent. Like, wait, what happened? I was, yeah. I was sitting down having nachos. What happened? Yeah. And so, and Hideo, Hideo Tommy, he ran, he runs straight to the ring. Two five, and then um, Cedric Alexander teases a countout, but yeah. he comes back at the at the strike at ten. Yeah, yeah. That got a bigger reaction than the Falcon Arrow, Jesus Christ. which I it's ridiculous. I mean, it could, you know, it could. It, it, I mean, that could be a problem of certain other things. Like it could be like, you know, maybe you guys should be doing Falcon Arrows when a countout gets a bigger reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or like you, you could look at it two ways about that. Yeah. Uh, Tommy hits. Uh, Alexander with the thing that he does and for the pin and the win. Tommy is going to the Fatal 4-Way at the Royal Rumble, which consists of Akira Tozawa, Kalisto, Hideo Tommy, and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's winning. Yeah. Murphy cuts a promo as it ends the show, and that was 205. He was like, really? Yeah, it was a two-match, though, 47 minutes, in which four of it was dedicated. The four of like the last of those 47 minutes were pretty much just commercials. Fun times. Yeah. Fun times at 205. Well, goodbye to you, 205 Live. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you again in the future. Here's your, um, Start yeah, pa- you got to give us your badge. And yeah, if anyone, wants, if anyone out there wants to sponsor our podcast, please, you know, yeah. please sponsor us. But NXT, the NXT, NXT Vanilla, the NXT Wholesale University, NXT Freedom, January 9, 2019, same day, Triple H Power Hour. Freedom is free. Uh, Johnny Gargano hops and skips into the ring with smiles like the Sami Zayn slime fuck that he is. Whoa. He tells the NXT universe a happy new year and that his 2018 was a bit of a roller coaster. An audience member immediately responds by saying he sucks. He sucks. He says success is measured in wins and championships. And then 2019, Johnny will be champion. He uttered the words... Tomasa Ciampa, and we get DIY chance instantly. He says the moment in the cage meant nothing and calls Ciampa a piece of trash. He then talks about Ricochet and his North American Championship and thus summons the violins, a.k.a. Ricochet and his music, and his suit with no socks. I guess that makes him... I know, did like that shirt. It yeah, was, he like he has no socks. And I, like, You think that just makes him flip better? Maybe. 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 How many times did uh, Ricochet say homeboy in this segment? Uh, I felt like four. Four? I felt like that. I could counted be wrong. six. Audience chance. That's a champion. And like one thing I noticed in this segment, like Ricochet sounds exactly like Donald Glover. You ever hear Donald okay, Glover I can speak? See that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He asked Johnny if he's gonna take his title in the ring or behind his back in a parking lot. Ooh, wow! He went there. Ricochet then says he'll be the champion in NXT Takeover Phoenix. Ciampa comes in. Johnny tells him to shut up. Then Alistair Black appears on the Titantron and tells Ciampa he will fade to black. Then we fade to black. <laughs> then Alistair Black appears in real life. They fight, but they run off to the back, which prompts Johnny Gargano to super kick Ricochet. Out of Re- nowhere. Out of nowhere. Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. Wow. NXT takeover. I feel like the it's a step down for Gargano to be going for the NXT title and then go after the North American title. I don't care. And it's going to be a good match either way. I don't care. At, this, is NXT. NXT. this is Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. Absolutely. Takeover. It'll be fun. He's Mr. Johnny Gargano is Mr. Takeover. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. Let's yep. do it. Taxidermist Twitter William Regal is back. He tweets, 
at NXT at hashtag NXT Takeover Phoenix, the hashtag Undisputed Eras at KOR Combat, and at Roderick Strong will defend the hashtag Tag Team Titles against the hashtag War Raiders at Raymond Rowe and at Warbeard Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Undisputed Follow them era. on uh, Twitter, guys. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross. This is the first out of a double main event. So Nikki Cross is still on NXT. We'll see. Cross body by Cross. Attempted hair whip by Belair. Belair somersaults out of a hold. Nikki punches. Nikki screams. Belair gorilla press slams a cross to a flip to the back for a two count. Cross does another cross body and screams again. Spear by Belair. Swing, swinging fisherman neck breaker by Cross. But Belair rolls out of the ring. Get over, getting over the fact of how much she's developed. They tease a double count. They exchange strikes. Belair runs into the post. Cross attempts a roll up. But gets a two. Forms to the chest on Cross. They both pass out. But Belair hits the KOD. Kiss of death and stays undefeated. I thought it was a pretty good match. Unde- Wait, is she undefeated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she just I this was pretty much just a momentum builder for one Miss Belair. Nice. And this probably this is probably the write off for Nikki Cross. The as well. fresh princess of Bel Air. Yes. So this is probably I'm no selling that. Uh, it's cool. They should make a shirt for it. No. Season yes. Season NXT season. do it. So this is probably the write off for Nikki Cross, right? Uh, could be. Yeah. I mean, we'll see until she's not much she can do after like two weeks from now. She's like fighting fucking Lacey Evans on the show. Oh, Jesus. Street uh, profits on the street. I thought I really liked the segment. I liked uh, Mont- Montez yeah. Ford and his like his get up. He looked really. Yeah. Really Angelo good. Dawkins. But he was dressed like a kind of like a bum. Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins beatboxes as Ford freestyles. He says, hey, 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 guys, we're feeling real fine. We're about to take <laughs> over in 219. Oh, wine and dine, I still stand. Let me stand up and do it one more time. Ah, ah, ah. And then Ford just kind of gives up, like most freestyles. You like it? I like how I have that on recording now. Yeah. No, me too. I, I take pride that I actually, like, you know, uh, I do, I do it. too. It's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, no problem. They then try to get into buildings and so street pro- and so and you could tell this was like a total set that they're on, like yeah. a full sale or something or Universal Studios. It was like, is this thing open? Because they is were this like, thing open? the door they did open, like it was like, totally, oh, shit. it was totally just like an empty room. You could see yeah. into it and like there was <coughs> yeah. one thing with like curtains and hangers. Yeah, they wrestled next week. Like as much as I like that freestyle segment, I thought it was just all right. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe Neckner and Marcel Bartel. Interesting to note that Bartel. Is no longer entering to Vorax Symphony Number no. Nine, which, in case you don't know, is Walter's theme song. Well, Walter's going to get it. That's why. It's not Walter. Oh, the one thing I—it uh, is Corey. Walter. It's not Walter. I'm in America. It's, that's how you pronounce Walter. You mean the if, freedom if, dialect. The freedom. I say freedom way. Um, I did their intro video is so lame, and you can tell it was just made in like five minutes. Like in it's NXT, minutes. dude. But I'm saying, like, you I know you. T- I know we have standards in NXT, but you know that slash in the middle, like there was, <laughs> there was no need for that slash in the middle of the two names. Like it was cross. Yeah. Uh, anyways, wait, they face jobbers. Well, you know, jobbers is kind of uh, pushing it a bit too far because jobbers get some offense. This actually got a surprising amount of time. They look like they could actually win for a moment. Yeah, and at this point, I had to look up their names, but before I did, Agner and Battelle. Yeah, Battelle do a power bomb into a German suplex for the pin. It's actually Barthel. I'm kidding. Say this in freedom dialect. Damn right. Yeah, and uh, they win. That's another another notch in the tag team division, I guess. There we go. 
We have so many tag teams when you think about it. Well, they, you know, they're NXT UK tag team. NXT UK tag team. They even true. made sure to say that on. They were like saying, oh, you know, this is their first time wrestling as a tag team on NXT. Yeah. So. Kathy Kelly here. She asks Ricochet what happened earlier tonight, even though we all saw it. He says whatever respect he had for Johnny, he super kicked it away. He said, homeboy, if you want to take my title, you can't take my title, homeboy. Yeah. Homeboy. Poppy. You know Poppy? Oh, dude, I was so surprised when I heard, when I saw that the, her song was the yeah the one of the the fucking theme songs for NXT. Yeah. Her song X from the album Am I a Girl is the NXT Hi, Loud theme. Am I a girl? I'm confused too. I don't know. I I mean Poppy. I mean, should should we do Poppy? Do style you know videos? who Poppy is? Because I don't. You don't know who Poppy is? No. Okay, so Poppy makes these really weird. Okay, she doesn't make them. She stars in them. But there are these like, videos. Like when I saw on, this, I was like, what the on fuck? YouTube? Um, she does these videos on YouTube where it was like very like. They're telling me to say this. And she's like acting like just very like plain. And, okay. And it's just, it's really weird. It's like ASMR. Kind of. But it's like, it's this thing where the the whole gimmick is, is that she's like the Illuminati <coughs> shows her to be the spokesperson as like a pop culture figure. It's a play on pop culture and pop culture um, figures like, you know, pop stars like Britney Spears, um, Lady Gaga. It's like uh, a satire. Yeah, exactly. Um, where she's like, what do you want me to say? And I'll cut to like something like, please buy this drink or, you know, something. So like, she's really, so it's really she's also like an, an examination of how like she is being used for commercialism. Exactly. Pretty much. Exactly. And it's weird. <laughs> What's it's, better for it, for her to be a product of commercialism than to make a theme song for NXT, for an NXT. Well, she's also an, uh, an artist doing it. She does like metal stuff now or she just, yeah. I sing like this. And then they, raw, 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 I'm in the background. Poppy. Triple H is really just, Expanding his horizons. Hey, I was watching this with my daughters, and they really liked it. Oh, God. Can you see 12 year I mean, you, you're you more familiar with the YouTube. Can you see, like, 12-year-olds being into that? Yeah. 12-year-old girls being into that? Probably. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Hi. Let's just talk the rest of the show like this. Okay. We just do ASMR. Pro wrestling. Okay. Sarah Schreiber interviews <laughs> Keith Lee. Remember Keith Lee? Yeah. By the way, Sarah Schreiber, she's new to the show, isn't she? Yes. I don't know. Why give her some? You know what? She is new to the show. I haven't seen her before. Welcome to the B Show, Sarah Shriver. I have a seat over there. Uh, he has a nice uh, Keith Lee has a nice new beard. You notice that he doesn't have I the did. chin strap. He just has like a, Looks a way Tony better. Stark goatee kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. He says the attack was unsettling. <laughs> he wants to teach Cassisono respect and leave him with no choice but to bask in. His it was life. very weird at first, like, because he was talking about Matt Riddle, like, being his friend and him being taken out. He was like, Matt Riddle, I've traveled with him. Man. Yeah. But it was just very, like, yeah, but you'll bask him out, Laurie. Whatever. I'm Keith Lee. EC3 versus Adam Cole is the main event time. Uh, I'm convinced EC3 is never going to turn his head in time for his own <laughs> fucking song. It annoys the crap out of me every time I see Born it. Born and bred. Yeah. 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 Uh, he shouldn't be getting called up for that reason alone. Uh, crowd is super into Adam Cole because you, you know why. Undisputed era shenanigans lead to Cole driving EC3 onto the seal steps. Elbow by EC3. Morrow compares it to the New Year's ball drop. God damn it. Uh, backstabber by Cole. Cole attempts a last shot, but EC3 reverses it into a German. Undisputed era shenanigans again. Last shot by Cole for the pin. Uh, what do you think of the match? It was. I mean, it was a good match overall. Um, yeah. I didn't. I'll be honest. I kind of fell asleep towards the end. I watched kind of late. That is an EC3 match. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but post-match beatdown on EC3, and the War Raiders evens the numbers. Power bomb scoop slam combo from Raymond Rowe on both Strong and O'Reilly, which I thought looked really fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, that pretty much just ended the show. 
I did like uh, I saw them. They did a match. I probably against Undisputed Era at a live event, and EC3 came down with war paint on. Yeah, and they called themselves EC Raiders. Yeah, well, I don't know. I kind of liked it. Anyways, that was NXT. NXT. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Shut the fuck up. But uh, I thought this, you know, to these two. I really like the idea of wrestling shows just like having two matches dictate the show and then just has to sprinkle like some small stuff in between. Yeah. You know, you can learn a thing or two. Fun stuff. From, you know, the main roster. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, we're, we're, I feel like we're getting into that holding pattern again. With NXT? A little bit of NXT. No, they'll surprise us in a week. Don't worry. I mean, the takeovers are just, you know, it's, it's yeah, a, we got takeover. It's a, a damn weeks. near guarantee that that shit was just going to knock it out of the ballpark. We'll be thirsty for more once we see takeover. We'll be like, ugh. Yeah. I mean Phoenix. I mean Blackpool. I mean, who like, knows what's next? Week. I, I did not read the taping spoilers as I normally would. I didn't either, actually. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Next All up, we'll see. So wrestling show intel. Wrestling. This show has been a long intel. time. Yeah. What is this? The Young Bucks theme song. <laughs> Super Game yeah. Water. Yeah. So the wrestling show intel. Um, this doesn't involve the Young show Bucks, but it does. And Kenny Omega. <laughs> Uh, this involves another member of the elite, as uh, Corey said before, Kenny Omega, and it's Kenny Omega versus Kota Bushi, his golden lover, for the KOD Openweight Championship at DDT Budokan Peter Pan 15th anniversary on August 12th, 2012. Oh, is that it's what like the event was called? Peter Pan. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that is pretty much DDT's WrestleMania. Oh, it's and so you know, like in Japanese Japan. Yeah. Very, very, very big on pro wrestling, as you see with oh, New Japan. Oh, absolutely. Not, but then it's not just New Japan. We're going to talk about another wrestling promotion called DDT Pro Wrestling. It name stands for... I'm is that the gonna, one with the Iron Man championship? No, this is the one with the blow-up doll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, DDT <laughs> they, they Pro Wrestling. They just own a blow-up doll. It's I'm just going to read the Wikipedia first yeah. paragraph. Its name stands for Dramatic Dream Team, which was the promotion's official name from 1997 to 2004. Founded in March 1997 by Shintaro Mudo, but the promotion was eventually bought and managed by Shoichi Ichimiya until December 2005 when Shanshiro Takagi took over as the new president. 2017, DDT was sold to cyber agent. Tagaki retained his position while... Takahiro Yamauchi took over as the new DDT director. So if any of you has ever been on the internet before and have known who Kenny Omega is, chances are the first thing you ever known about Kenny Omega was that video of him wrestling that little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, her yeah, an yeah, 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 and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was by and part of DDT. Oh, There's wow. also, I mean, might as well just go through the highlights of what I remember out of DDT. Um, there was a match between El Generico and Kota Ibushi. Where the entire mar- match takes place in a park, yeah. And they just stroll around the park. They go by the river. They take canals with each. They both ride in separate canals, but yet they still technically wrestle each other, just slapping oh, each other great. in the face as the. It kind of reminds me of the, the river that was bed. the Dustin Rhodes, uh, yeah, the, the truck match where they yeah. wrestled on a haystack truck. Yeah, and yeah. Th- like DDT is pretty much the the wrestling company that mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and Kotobushi really, you know, mm-hmm. hit their. Really just, uh, what do you call it? Like, not hit their stride, but then, like, got their start. Gained momentum? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. They kind of just, yeah. So, with that being said, I don't really know much about the build-up to this, but Kenny Omega, Cody Obushi, you guys know them as the Golden Lovers. They're a tag team. They're best friends. They love each other. They can't stop loving. But they got to put that aside and be adversaries yes i was gonna say like i can't think of a better word than adversaries what's another word for adversary enemies enemies the loving stops here for about for at least 45 minutes (laughs) 
So, DDT, Pudakon, Peter Pan, 50th anniversary, Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi for the KOD Openweight Championship. The, interesting to note, this is the match that got Kota Ibushi banned from Budokan Hall until the why, G1 Why did he get him banned? I couldn't figure it out. Uh, you will find out as I go along with these notes. One, one other interesting note about this match was this was the one Sami Zayn was in attendance when he worked for DDT under the El Generico moniker. This nice. was also the match that current U.S. New Japan champion Juice Robinson would watch on repeat during his training at Full Sail. Nice. Kenny Omega is doing his best Ultimate Warrior impersonation sans face paint, and at 26, he straight up looks like a Dalton Castle boy. What? Well, yeah. What was up with that fireball move he tried to do at the beginning of the you match? Mean the Hadouken? Yeah, it was stupid. Because he likes video games. Corey. Nerd. Come on now. <laughs> you got offended. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, Kota Ibushi is perpetually 20. That's just how that guy is. Yeah, honestly. and he looks like he is, his emo hair is so emo in this. Like, I can't. Like, like it's put even on the, more emo than it was. Than it was now. And yeah. I, But, like, he's popping on Dashboard Confessional, you can tell, and just crying. So, not only is he holding the KOD Openweight title, but he's also wearing the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. I didn't know he was. So, it really true. makes you think, like, the what the overall wrestling Japanese wrestling spectrum thought of Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Like he's not officially signed, but we're but he's good enough just to slap him slap a title slap on. Slap some him. gold around those yeah. thighs. A uh, man with a glorious fake afro presents the belt. And as we start, the lovers feel each other out. They both know sell oh. each other. I was gonna I knew you were gonna say that. They both know sell each other's shoulder blocks. They land a nice sequence that ends with Kenny Omega doing a Hadouken as stupid. Uh, you, as you, I mean, it's come not on, real. It's not, it's not no, real. No, but then if you if you clamp those hands together and if you just, it's not real. If damn you, it! If you press Whoa, it hard, sorry. That, you, <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, Corey just threw a ball and it almost landed on the mix. Almost killed you. Almost, yeah. Almost damn near took my head off. Um. So where am I on the notes here? <laughs> Kenny Hadouken. works Abushi's arm. There's a weird. Did you notice there was like this weird growth on Abushi's arm? No, I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't? Probably staff infection. It was yeah, time. probably. Uh, Coda attempts a golden star. Just a little Mercer, you know. Coda attempts a golden star, but is stopped by Kenny and does a half Nelson suplex onto the apron for the first major spot of the night. Omega does a modified armbar in which Ibushi leverages himself for a pin attempt to break the hold. Power slam into a moonstall by Ibushi for a two count, and Omega attempts an armbar. They trade Hurricane Rana's, and they both look so quick doing it. Like these, you yeah, can tell, yeah. like these guys, they're younger. They're clearly younger in this video, but then they just the way they move, it's just. The wonders of youth between these two guys. Uh, springboard spiral tab to the outside by Ibushi. Springboard dropkick to Kenny to, in the elevated ramp. They bo- they both slowly move out of the ring. Butterfly suplex by Ibushi on the elevated ramp. Omega does a standing shooting star press and almost lands on his head. <sighs> Jesus. Another butterfly suplex in which Ibushi lands straight up hard. Uh, Topecon hero from a- uh, Omega to the outside, and then mm-hmm. Omega drags Ibushi further to the outside. Omega attempts to climb a scaffold. Ibushi stops him. Abushi climbs the scaffold by himself and leaps into the elevated balcony of Budokan. Uh, Abushi moonsaults Omega with only Omega being the only person to, to catch him. And let me tell you, Corey, this was the very spot that got him banned from Budokan. Because Hall. he jumped off of that top of that. Um, yep. That, yeah. that thing was super high. Yeah, but. That's super dangerous. Yeah, but that's something that should be brought to the attention of the company, not taking to him personally. Personally, dude, it was his. It was apparently it was Abushi's uh, decision and his decision alone. Mm. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I was sorry. I was just watching like uh, before you got here, ECW like Living Dangerously, nineteen ninety seven, yeah. and these guys fucking like New Jack jumped off of something that was like fucking thirty feet. In the, uh, sorry, that arena just looks scary to me. Anyways, go on. 
the action gets too fast to follow, pretty much missing each other's lightning-fast offense and tries to set up the Hadouken. Kreutz Wrath. Do you know what the Kreutz Wrath is? No, but it sounds itchy. It's pretty much the one-winged angel, but instead of a drop to the head, it's a German suplex. <gasps> so, like, he's he has him on his... Uh, and then goes back, yeah. Yeah, and then he just grabs him in the bag. Uh, well, <laughs> thing is, I'm, I'm describing this, like, with my arms, so this is not good for podcasts. Not you know, it's a it's a one winged angel, but instead of a instead of a drop, it's a German. Well, look suplex. it up. You know, you can go, they can yeah. go on YouTube and look at the move. Yeah, uh, lariat by Bushi, and then a last ride to a rough landing, and then a Kreutz Wrath from the second rope, and Abushi lands straight on his fucking neck for a two count. Abushi then does a moonsault, a somersault, Pele kick to Omega, who's sitting on the top rope, and then one of, I feel like, as right next to the balcony uh, spot, I felt like this was. Above and beyond the most dangerous spot in the show. Hmm. And is Coda, actually. Coda does the Phoenix Plex from the top rope, and Kenny lands the same way Hiromu Takahashi did. Yeah. It's bad, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, it is. If you, if you think. Who they, knows? Honestly, if he landed that wrong, like, imagine what the history of New Japan would be like. If you think people think that, like, they're risking their necks nowadays, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cut to back to, was it now, seven years ago? Say that. Let me tell you a bunch of spots that actually happened before this one. Uh, they tease a count-out loss for Omega, who get in on time. Abushi spin kicks Omega's midsection as they do the tired exchange spot. Closed fist punches from Cody. No, Coda. God, if Cody was in this match. Coda sets up the Phoenix Blast, but misses and gets hit by a V-trigger. One-winged angel from Kenny to a two-count. Coda gets up instantly and punches the turn. He kicked out of the one-winged angel. Yes. What? I mean, it's he's younger. You know, he ain't as strong. Hey, he's not hitting the full. You're right. You're Coda right. gets up instantly and punches the turnbuckle in fighting spirit rage. <sighs> they both exchange strikes, kneeling down. They start to run into each other's forearms. Northern Light suplex into the armbar by Ibushi. Kenny quickly transitions to the other arm, showing his judo background. They tease a one-winged angel from the second uh, from the second rope, but this is when Coda does the Phoenix Plex that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Coda yeah. then does the Phoenix Splash for the pin. And the win! They both lay down. They both get cold sprayed. I thought this was an amazing match. What'd you think, Corey? I think this is actually better. It was fun. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think... I don't know. I didn't think it was better than their... I thought it was better than the G1 match. (sighs) No, you're right, actually. They were much faster. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. And more to prove. I thought it was really interesting to see these guys at a younger age and just did not give a fuck. Yeah. Um, the match they had at G1 was definitely more restrained and like some might say rightfully so because there was just some spots that could easily be you know the end of them but alas love conquers all Kota is still the KOD Openweight Championship as of no he's still he's not champion anymore but he you know he retains the title Corey after the match in 2012 yes yes Peter Pan imagine renaming a wrestling promotion after Peter Pan Peter Pan Diane Pan, Pan. The, the Peter Bread, <coughs> Peter Bread, because oh, no. we know Spanish. Well, Michael, thank you. And as you know, next week I get to it's choose. My pleasure, Corey. I get to choose my uh, wrestling show and tell for next week. Um, you're probably gonna hate me for this one because you said you didn't want a WWE, but I have to go with a match that's near and dear to my heart because I need to watch it again. I love this match from start to finish. Um, you're a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll, or vice versa. I choose. A match from WWE Raw, Monday Night Raw, from July 1st, 2002. It's The Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match for the Undisputed Championship. Oh, looking forward um, to it. It was actually one of my favorite matches. This is before Jeff Hardy's run as the WWE Champion. So this is still as his like, Intercontinental Tag Team Championship run era. Mm-hmm. So for him to get a shot at the Undisputed Championship. And I think Undertaker's first ladder match, 
or at least that's what they were saying on the show at the time. I believe it. Um, really good match from start to finish. I'll post the link, and it's on. I think you can check it out on on YouTube. The full match. I'll post the link to that. But you listen to this. You have a WWE network. Just go over there. Yep, it's a, it's a Monday Night Raw, so yeah. it's easier. I'll put a link. I'll put a link. Don't worry. You know, it's just show. Gets no, I'm, li- I'm talking to the viewer. I mean, the, yeah, the yeah, listener. Yeah. But anyways, next week, like I said, really, I'm really looking forward to reviewing that. So before we get out of here, Michael, because I got to get to a wrestling show, you know, uh, West, Coast, you West Coast Pro Wrestling, Never Say Die in South San Francisco. Apparently never, it starts at 630, never, so never. I got to take a lift there. Yeah, my bus comes at like four minutes. So, so let's get started with birthdays. Uh, it's January 11th, 2019. Um, it's the 78th birthday of Abdullah the Butcher. So Abdullah the Butcher, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, I guess. Um, uh, J- uh, January 12th, 2009, Luna Vachon would be... Uh, Luna Vachon would be 57 years old on today's date. We remember her um, as she passed away in 2010. On the 13th of January, we celebrate the 38th birthday of both Shad Gaspar of Crime Time and... Not JTG. Not JTG. Uh, Shad Gaspar and Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp. They celebrate... They have, they're twins. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Uh, they both turned 38 years old. Turning 39, Mason Ryan... And on the 14th, we celebrate the 65th birthday, born in 1954, of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! The 33rd birthday of one Matt Riddle. Bro. Bro! And and, uh, the 29th birthday of one Casey Cantanzaro. Don't say it. What do you think we can shake that? Um, Flip! Some toes. A tote bag? Toes. Tote bag! Here you go. Flows, maybe some flows. Yeah. Go to the stoves. Um, Moe's. Go to Moe's. Hey, Homa. Hey, Homa, how you doing? All right. Uh, for City I need Wrestling, a bath. For City I need Wrestling, a bath uh, For City Wrestling Radio, on Moe Sizlak. Uh, You're Corey Smith. Oh, yeah, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. And we will see you next week. Me and... Uh, me and oh, no, no, no. Me and uh, Cindy G from NoDQ.com. We'll see you this weekend. And most is like sometimes, like you know, I I, I get my names confused. Hey, how you doing? All right, uh, yeah, me and Cindy G, NoDQ.com, doing a um, NXT Blackpool, um, doing an NXT Blackpool review this weekend. So guys, keep an eye out for that. And uh, like I said, sorry again for the show getting uploaded late. I gotta go to a wrestling show, or I already did at this point. Okay, bye.